Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission Media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the program for the leaders in Christ's church. I'm Andrew Cook and I'm pleased to have your company once again. Christian Basics, more from Dr John Hall. In our Christian Basics series, we're considering together the Bible's teaching about conversion. The term conversion really means a change, and in the Bible there are two aspects to this important work of God in the human heart, namely repentance and faith. When a person becomes a genuine Christian, they have been converted. In other words, there has been this great change in their hearts and it is such a wonderful change because it is something produced by God himself. Last time here on Serving Today, Dr John Hall, who's helping us with this series, began to show us what this means. He reminded us that the Bible teaches, as I just said, that for a person to become a Christian, a true child of God, they have to repent of their sins and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Derek French has been speaking with John Hall for us and asked him if he would show us some examples of people in the Bible who were converted. Yes, Derek, let's look at the first part of the Bible, the Old Testament, where there's a story of a very wicked king of Judah whom God changed. It's a lovely story. Turn with me to 2 Chronicles 33. What was this man's name, John? His man's name was Manasseh. And perhaps after the programme, you could read the whole chapter for yourself. This man, Manasseh, had a good start in life. He had a good, believing father called Hezekiah. And Manasseh became king when he was 12. And he was king for a long time, 55 years. And for most of that time, he openly defied God and did so many things that were sin before God, that offended God. He was a great sinner. He went into idolatry in a big way. He undid all the good work his father had done. He worshipped the false gods of surrounding nations and even put altars of false gods in the Lord's temple. Imagine that. He was involved in immoral practices that these gods demand. He sacrificed his sons in the fire in the valley of Ben-Hinnom. He practiced sorcery, divination, witchcraft, which God had forbidden. He put images, as we said, in the temple. And what's more, he as king led the people of Judah astray into sin. It's horrendous, isn't it, really, it, when you think of it? Terrible indeed. But he wasn't without excuse, because he ignored the word of God too. It says in verse 10, The Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they paid no attention. Idolatry then, immorality, leading others astray, ignoring God's word. He's a sinner, isn't he? To be sure, God ought to judge him. But, you know, God didn't give up. God was determined to save him. So his enemies came, the Assyrians came. They captured Manasseh and they put a hook through his nose, bound him with bronze shackles and took him to Babylon. Great trouble for Manasseh. And then, in his trouble, he at last thought about God. And in his distress, he sought the face of the Lord God and humbled himself greatly. He prayed to God. That's remarkable, isn't it? And what would you have done if you would have been God? Would you have just, 
given him a kick and told him to get on with it because he'd been so bad. But you see, we see the love and mercy of God here in this conversion story. The Lord was moved by his prayer and brought him back to Jerusalem. And after that, his life was changed. He got rid of the foreign gods, the altars, the images. He restored the true worship of the Lord and told the people to serve the Lord. So here you see a brilliant example of repentance. Sorrow before God for sin. You see a turning from that sin. You also see a turning to God. He prayed. He had faith in God. And then once saved, you see the evidence of that. He set about removing all the sinful things he had done and urging others to do the same. He served and worshipped God. It's a brilliant example of God's determination to save a great sinner. And it's also an example of the great change such conversion makes to wicked men. Mm, it's a remarkable conversion, isn't it, John? I think it's so it encouraging is. as well, because I know lots of us will have those who, who are our loved ones who are far from the Lord and perhaps are living very wicked lives, but God is able to change them, isn't he? He is indeed. 55 years of rebellion. He was an old man yes, when he was prayer. changed. We'd, we'd wash our hands of him, wouldn't we, and think we he'd, he'd never be converted. But That's right. Yeah. We'd give up and work on somebody younger. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. John, what about somebody from the New Testament? Yes, Derek. Let's look at a man called Zacchaeus. You can find the story in Luke 19, verses 1 to 9. Please read that, listener, again after the end of the program. Jesus was passing through Jericho. Zacchaeus lived there, and he was despised and disliked by the population as he was a chief tax collector. Now, none of us like tax collectors, but he was a tax collector for the colonial power, the Romans, and he was wealthy as well, perhaps because he'd stolen some of the tax. And there was a great crowd round Jesus, as there usually was. And Zacchaeus was a small man, an unpopular. No one was going to let him through to look at Jesus. And so he thought, I'd like to look at Jesus without anyone seeing. So he ran ahead of the crowd and climbed a sycamore fig tree. Now imagine his surprise when Jesus stopped right under the tree and spoke his name. He said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. What a shock. But Zacchaeus was overjoyed. Notice this. God searches for sinners and comes to sinners and calls those he has chosen. Well, the people were shocked. Jesus staying at the house of such a man, such an unpopular man, such a sinner, such a crook. Derek, could you read to us now Verses 8 and 9, what happened next? But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. Zacchaeus was a changed man. Conversion had come to him and changed the way he lived. Instead of stealing, he gave to the poor. He paid back four times anybody he cheated. You see, conversion, this radical change, always produces this kind of repentance and a changed way of living. I wonder if you've been changed. I remember a man who 
came to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and he remembered that he'd deliberately not paid a plumber's bill. And so when he came to faith, he went round to the plumber perhaps a year or more after the bill was due and paid up because he'd been changed. Notice also here, back to the story of Zacchaeus, Jesus said salvation has come to this house and said the Son of Man, that's Jesus, had come to seek and to save what was lost. John, that's two men who were converted. What about a lady from the Bible? Yes, Derek, there's a lady called Lydia, Paul's first convert in Europe. Derek, please could you read her story from Acts 16, verses 13 to 15. On the Sabbath we went outside the city gate to the river, where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who'd gathered there. One of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyatira, who was a worshipper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptised, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Notice, first of all, she was a religious woman, praying to the one true God. But that doesn't make you a Christian. God was gracious to her. He sent the gospel message to her. Paul had come all the way over the sea from Asia Minor into Greece to speak to her. Just as God is sending the gospel message to you through this programme. But that wasn't enough to pray, to hear the gospel. As we've said, dead sinners cannot save themselves. They cannot have life and faith. They may be really wicked people like Manasseh or they may be nice people like Lydia, but they still need God to work. And so we read here that the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. Notice that the Lord opened her heart. She didn't open her own heart to let God in. So often people talk that way. You hear stories of the handles only on the inside. God cannot come into your heart unless you let him. But that's nonsense. The handles on the outside. God's in control of every man and woman's life. And if you're ever to be saved, God must open your heart. Here in Lydia, he does it quietly. Lydia is glad. She believes. She's baptised to show her newfound faith in Christ. And she shows love for her brothers and sisters in Christ. She invites Paul into her house. You know, when I was preaching on Lydia in my own church, there was a man there who'd been coming several months. Unbeknown to me, at the end of the service, he rushed home to his wife and said, The Lord has opened my heart this morning. And he's been a changed man ever since. Mm. He's now serving the Lord 12 years later as our church secretary. Mm. But, uh, Derek, let's just look at another conversion in Acts 16. This man needed an earthquake to shake him and change him and to wake him up. Paul and Silas had been thrown into jail after being beaten, and at midnight there was an earthquake. And the jailer, thinking the prisoners would have escaped, was about to kill himself. But Paul cried out, Don't harm yourself! The jailer was moved by this and cried out, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? The reply came, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. And he did. 
and his life was changed. He was baptized, he cared for Paul, he was filled with joy. Conversion is a remarkable work of God in the human heart as he brings a sinner to repent of his or her sins and place their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is all because God is the great God of grace who loves to lavish his mercy and favour on undeserving sinners. And we are all sinners and so if we are believers in Jesus too, then God has done this remarkable work in our hearts and lives as well. New converts need to be helped to realise what has taken place in their lives and to be encouraged that God has been merciful to them. This should make them first profoundly thankful to God for his love to them. They owe him everything. It should also be the source of untold comfort because their salvation does not rest on them in all their weakness and sinfulness, but on God who is almighty and holy. Because this is his work in their hearts, it will never fail and they are secure for the rest of their time on earth and beyond that into the ages of eternity. Truly God is a God of amazing and abundant grace in that he delights to save sinners. There we must leave it for now here on Serving Today. This is Andrew Cook saying goodbye. May the God of amazing grace bless you in Christ. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. There are a number of ways to get in touch. Our email address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm. Or you can search our web catalogue at www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.